Final hour of the big program. We'll take your calls this hour, 301-230-0980. Your thoughts on the weekend, defenders, combine, anything else that comes to your plate. Wizards. Wizards, <laughs> Caps, showing some resurgence with some new bodies on Saturday. Hey, Patrick Corbin didn't get lit up like a Christmas tree, Pedro. Well, it was funny. Uh, Kelly, you know, our resident Nats expert, um, says... As in your daughter. <laughs> she goes... Patrick Corbin lost, and then she went through the at-bats and everything, and she's like, okay, well, I mean, it, it, at least it's better than last time where he gave up two home runs in the first inning. Yeah. So uh, I've actually been intrigued and encouraged by some of what I've seen in spring training. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. again, compared to the other three rosters they're competing against at the top, Marlins, eh. But, uh, I mean, Phillies, Mets, you know, Phillies not going to have Harper for a little while. Bryce, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, was given the uh, driver start your engines thing at the race in Vegas. Oh, well, uh, that's yesterday. his hometown, right. as exactly. people know. Was he in so, a Vegas Golden Knights jersey? No, actually, uh, looked like he had a suit on. He had, uh, really? you know, a coat, a jacket on. Yeah, yeah. Give him credit. I mean, I mean, you know, because after all, like him showing up in a Vegas Golden Knights jersey at at Capital One Arena during the Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals was a crime. Yeah. So we'll take some of your calls. Ultimately, let's 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 finish here on Anthony on Anthony Richardson. Yeah. There's no question, Chris, he's the momentum. He's the guy exiting the combine that has the NFL a buzz. Now the question is, are you a general manager that's going to have, you know, the John Holmes-like stones to come to your personnel meeting this morning mm-hmm. and say, gentlemen, here's how we, we need to attack this player right now. We need, to, we need to break down. I need all the analytics. I need every single play that he made during the season. I got to watch it all. We have to watch it all. I need opinions by Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We've got to we've got to decide what we're doing here. And here's the thing. Ultimately, you got to figure out what is it can you take a chance? And I think this is where you were leaning with your question on on this. Can you take a chance? Only one team is going to be able to make a deal with the Bears. Only one. Mhm. Are you going to take the chance that they're making the deal to draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? Or do you have to take the chance yourself and beat somebody else to the punch that somebody might not roll up there to take Anthony Richardson? So I think if you make the move... If he's your guy, if he's your guy, if you're a general manager that just left Indianapolis with a with a blue chew, blue pill like excitement for Anthony Richardson, are you now getting your people in the room today with your yes. coach and everything? And are you saying, look, are we are we in agreement? Does anybody have any issue with us chasing this player right here? Okay. If you're Indianapolis, if you're Carolina, right. Well, Any of those, and those teams. Those were the two teams that I was most thinking. Indianapolis, Carolina, mm-hmm. desperate for quarterbacks. Four and nine, I believe. Yes. All right, so here's my question. I can get my guys in my room, get my Army lieutenants in my room and say, guys, I have a Peter North-sized interest hankering mm-hmm. for Anthony Richardson. We need to turn over every stone, like you're saying. Watch every throw, watch it ten times over, what have you. But what if what if they make the move up to number one to control what they want 
but they ultimately decide to shy away and not take the gamble on Anthony Richardson. Meaning, if you're in the quarterback market, those two teams specific, now that New Orleans is obviously... Well, it's a win-win situation. Their, right, it's so a you can choose you between either Stroud... Take the guy, you take the guy right. that everybody thinks you should take in Young, right? or... Or you take the wild... You roll or, the dice... And well, you, you take could take a, Stroud. You could take Stroud, too. And then the ultimate trump card, wild card, whatever, would be Richardson. But you control the derby. Right. You control the derby. Meaning you can make that move to one from four or nine right now, knowing that, you know what? It's almost 99.5% sure we're taking one of these three guys. But guess what? We control. We control that right. So the answer for me is yes, if I was desperate, I would strongly consider making that move up to number one because that's the only way you get control. The only way you get total control. But, Pete, I can't make that decision today, tomorrow, or Wednesday based on the college tape, based on the scouts, based on all the work you've already done, based on anything that happened this weekend in Indianapolis. I can't make that decision right now, today, tomorrow, Wednesday on Anthony Richardson. And I don't know if I would have the balls to do it. But the clock is Honestly. ticking now. Okay, now that we – this is the last – you know, now that we have – here's the thing. First of all, car – Carr's the first free agent domino coming off the board. Are we in agreement that he was the top free agent quarterback available in terms of people that are looking for a for a starter, someone that you you are definitely Correct. looking for a starter? So I, I, Carr, mean, I mean, because Aaron Rodgers is not a free agent. Correct. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Right. So that puts you now, are we drafting one of the youngsters or are we signing Garoppolo mm-hmm. for a our potential starter this year. And I go back to what Martin Mayhew said, and I praised Martin Mayhew on Friday because I thought Martin Mayhew hit it 100% out of the park. He said, we have failed young quarterbacks in terms of developing them. Okay? Scott Jackson talked about it this morning filling in for Kevin Sheehan. There was a time where a young quarterback got drafted and he wore the sweater. He held the clipboard mm-hmm. for a year or two, maybe three. Mark Rippon held it for a long time before he ever saw the field here in Washington. Then you have now where we have such a, because we want to sell tickets, we want to get people fired up about our franchise. If we draft Bryce Young, Bryce Young's got to start that season opener for us, whether he's ready to do it or not. So that's where we've we've hurt these quarterbacks in their development because our roster is crud. That's why we're picking number one in the first mm-hmm. place. So not only are we putting him in a bad spot because he hasn't played an NFL game yet. Oh, by the way, our roster sucks too, dude. Right. So, you know, you're not throwing to Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson or Devontae Adams or Maybe anybody like that. Maybe you have one of those guys, you but might. you don't have right. you might. a stable of those guys. But the Colts don't. Okay, I mean, right. hey, hey, Bryce, we're gonna we're gonna put you, we're gonna install yeah. you as a quarterback. And oh, by the way, our roster is uh, terrible. You're gonna turn around, and hand it to this Taylor guy uh, a bunch of times. Well, so so that's and that's how I get around that. Like like well, we're not talking about David you gotta, Carr hey, you taking hope, over the expansion you Houston Taylor, Texans. You gotta hope Taylor stays yes. healthy. Right, but but you get my point. Like we're not talking about David Carr way back when under Charlie Casserly taking over the expansion Houston Texans, Correct. who had nothing. At least with Indianapolis, you say, well, I've got Quentin Nelson. Well, I've got uh, the Pro Bowl center Ryan Kelly. Well, I've got uh, Jonathan Taylor. I've got you know uh, uh, Alec Pierce, who I drafted. I've got a pretty decent tight. I can do something with that. I understand exactly what you're saying. 
I understand the value of sitting behind and learning. You've talked several times just last week about I mean, Patrick Mahomes right. and, 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 and what the way Sam it played Howell out with Alex Smith. The fact that Sam, Sam Howell, Howell exactly. didn't play it all this year and played the one game. But it how, doesn't guarantee you that you're going to be ready to play no, no if you're question. Sam Howell or if you were Patrick but, Mahomes. But look at the rosters mm-hmm. that both of those guys, Mahomes and Howell, right. are playing with. Different rosters. Right. Okay. Houston's nowhere near what Washington or Kansas City has. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So Indianapolis, nowhere near that, but they've got at least a building block or two uh, to, to start with. And Taylor helps considerably right. if if he's healthy. I mean, Carolina's got a good defense. How does Carolina, though, get from nine to one? Uh, I mean, it's going to cost them probably three first round picks, right? I was going to say, how do you get from nine to one when the Bears can say, oh, wait a minute, we can only drop the. Two, three, or four here, maybe yeah. five, uh, and and still, I mean, dropping from one to nine, unless the Bears trade back to four and then trade back to nine, you know, doesn't really. I mean, and I could see the Bears doing that. I could see the Bears. But I mean, teams have jumped up, didn't? Again, the Rams went from like thirteen to one to draft Jared Goff, didn't they? Uh, the the Eagles went right, from that like was a draft. twelve to two to draft. Uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, but you're talking about you're talking about golf was number one in a year where it wasn't a stellar. I agree. Group. This is a pretty stellar group. This is a pretty good group. Yeah. There's at so least- that so e- so that to me in my mind would up the ante. Like if you're go- trying to go from nine to see one- Carolina is the team to me that gets hosed here because I think I think they're sitting if they stay at nine because they can't make a move. They're probably going to be. They're pro. Look, I think I think Young, Stroud, Richardson, in some capacity, are the first three now. And at nine, Carolina's going to be like there with Will Levis as kind of a consolation prize, and they're going to say, "Hey, the Carolina Panthers select Will yeah, Levis, but, but you know, quarterback." I, I mean, a guy like Frank Reich is probably like, you know, look, Understand. There, there's tools that I can work Understand. with. I can develop him. He's not an unfixable. He's product. The, but right now. He's the kind of quarterback that is telling everybody he's a good quarterback. Yeah. His tape has moments where that doesn't back up the bravado. And what do we say all the time? If you have to tell me you're a great quarterback or you have to tell me you're a great basketball player, if you're if you're constantly telling me you're a great player, I'm, a, I'm great at this, you know, you're probably not great. You're just telling us so we believe you're great. Right. Well, that's hoping, why I stopped telling hoping, everybody I'm a great talk show and host you because hope that we A, it buy ain't it. true, and B. You hope that we buy it. In other words, Will Levis at the Combine this weekend. I got a cannon. I can't wait yeah. to show it off. Yeah. Okay? That's great, Will. That's great. But it's when you throw that cannon to the other team or you hold on to the ball too long and you get sacked, that's, that's, that's where we have a problem, Will. Show us on your tape where having that cannon attached to your right arm. Now, in his defense, he played in one of the most conservative offensive mm-hmm. systems in all of college mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. I mean, they ran the ball like 900% of the time. But that should help you in some ways. Uh, right? I mean, what do you look, think he's going to do? What, what do you think they're going to do in he, Indianapolis? If he is spreading well, the ball. I shouldn't say that because of stipend. If he's, if he's got a spread system mm-hmm. like Stroud and Young are playing in, Levis might be able to show us some things on tape that he wasn't able to because of his offense that limited him because of the conservative nature of that offense. You know where Levis might be a perfect fit? 
Don't say here. <laughs> Don't say here. <laughs> yes! Sam's better than he is. I know. Sam's but, better but, than he is. But they're going to they're gonna run more of a pro-style offense Understand this year. that, but are you, are, you, are, you, are you really excited about having a second-year guy no, no. as a starter and a rookie no. as a backup? No, but, but I would – well – I'll hold off. I, I would tell you if if you told me Anthony Richardson's available at sixteen, even before the combine, I would be highly intrigued. Levis just seems like the kind of guy that this coaching staff, non Eric Bieniemy division, would fall in love with. But also remember who Eric Bieniemy. A he's a running backs guy. One, two, not so not per se a quarterback guru whisperer. He just hired a quarterbacks coach. That came from Stanford, where there is vanilla and has run the ball downhill, smash mouth, beat you up at the line Which of scrimmage as you can get. Tanner McKee, I think, into your second day. Okay, potential conversation. But if, if Levis is coming from Kentucky, mm-hmm. where you just described, forget about Tanner McKee. If Levis is coming from what you just described at Kentucky, which you know much more than I do, so I take your word for it. I mean, I I've seen some Kentucky. I know. I mean, I'm trying to put the pieces all together here in a big old puzzle pie. What if Eric Bieniemy is not truly sold on Sam uh, Howell? What if well, he's not? I guess we're going to find out if that's the case based on their actions, but yeah. I, I think Howell's better than Levis. I, I would probably agree with you. I think Howell's better than Levis. There's, I mean, the tape the tape tells me, at least. And, and again, as I said, the one thing that we don't know about Will Levis is how would he have done with that cannon in a more – viable college system where again the young Stroud offenses that they played in you know his numbers might be filthy in 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 offenses like that so you know that Will Levis could be those guys Will Levis could also be Dustin Crum a guy that's got you know played in a system that was very quarterback friendly allowed him to run around a little bit throw some um so and Crum was a guy they they had in Kansas City on the practice squad that the enemy's already mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, so I mean it's that's to me look if somehow every NFL general manager passes on Richardson and he's there at sixteen uh, I, I look either Washington's going to get a fortune in a trade uh, or I think you'd have to consider it just because of the potential there because again I don't care what you say. You pick the best football player available no matter what. If you luck if you luck box into the fact that Anthony Richardson turns into a star, then you look like geniuses for taking the pick. But, you know, still, I think Hal is the more advanced guy than both of them right now. I look to shore up my offensive line and go from there if I'm Washington. Totally agree with you. I'm just throwing it out as Understand. wild card scenario. Understand. Because but, I was thinking again, even before but the that's com- where you get into value mm-hmm. for the position. Is extraordinary. Like if you take, uh, he won't. He won't last this long, especially after this weekend. But going into this weekend, I thought maybe, 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 maybe there was a chance Anthony Richardson could be there at sixteen. I'm all, I'm convinced that there's no chance now. I don't think this is Malik Willis coming out of Liberty, where where a lot of people thought he was going to go number two overall, just because they were just intoxicated by something that no, that a lot of other people didn't see. I don't think this is Anthony Richardson coming out of small school liberty uh, and 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 not having the requisites. This is a, a different beast. 
Anthony Richardson's going to go in the top 10. I don't know if he's going to go in the top five, but he's going to go in the top 10. And Will Levis is probably going to go in the top 10 as well, and the other two are certainly. So you're going to have probably four out of the top 10 spots, quarterbacks, and then there's nobody else at 16 in that position. But you know what that does help? That helps maybe Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, who had a great combine drop down a little, maybe just a touch because now people are starting to talk to him, talk about him in the top ten. I think he and Witherspoon. I I, I think him and Witherspoon dropping out of the top ten at this point is is boy, that it's very very low. I think it's highly unlikely. Okay, but then if if they if if they go in the I top think you ten, have, maybe in terms a of scru- DBs, Porter. I think Porter yes. has a much better chance at being there at sixteen now. I don't know if Porter is an exact fit in this scheme though. He, if memory serves me correct, he likes to play a lot of man, like a lot of physical press, right? Yeah. They don't like to do that around here. I know. Now, they tried, and they just don't have the horses to, to do it right. Sometimes it looks like man. I learned that from Logan Paulson, this match zone thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know enough about it. I'll just let Craig and But, and, but and I mean, Logan even so, is that it, but, their greatest need? Well, a lot of people feel cornerback is their, their at least their 1A need. So here, here's here's my here's my thing, right? If four quarterbacks are going to go in the top ten, just let's let's use that as a baseline, mm-hmm. and maybe say Gonzalez and who's the other kid that you said? Weatherspoon from uh, Illinois, right? Uh, and he's a um, help me out here. Uh, Porter, a uh, corner. Weatherspoon's corner. Right, 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 Weatherspoon's right. corner. Couldn't remember if he was safety or mm-hmm. So if you're saying two corners, four quarterbacks. Let's just say an offensive tackle. Skaronsky, probably. Skaronsky or, or, or whoever. And maybe a wide receiver. Basically, what I'm trying to get at is that's going to push, in all likelihood, one of the corners or more than one of the offensive tackles down to number 16. In all likelihood, right? Because... Because you're going to have before you're gonna this have Carter, cycle, you're going to have Anderson defensively. Right. Oh, That's right, right. Eight. I forgot about those two guys. Um, Tyree Wilson, the Texas Tech rushers, probably in there. All right. Um, so you maybe have two corners, two rushers, four quarterbacks. That's eight already. I mean, all right. Say and say one of the tackles and Tyree Wilson. Okay. So that's just just for argument's sake. Say that's your top ten. Mm-hmm. Now, you still have a ways to go before 16, but it's it's at that point, if that's your top 10, something like that, it's very likely that at 16, one of at least two, maybe the kid from Tennessee, maybe Mock, uh, is it Mock from North Dakota State, Cody Mock? Yeah, but, I mean, Broderick Jones, Broderick Georgia. Jones, Georgia. Um, the kid the from Tennessee. Um, Dar- Darrell Wright. Darrell Wright. One of those guys, if not more than Darrell's, one of those guys. I mean, but I think Wright is strictly, I, 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 again, strictly I think right Wright is strictly a right tackle. Right. Um, you don't think he could develop eventually into a left? Tough. All right, so. so Paris Johnson from Ohio right, State. So, right. I mean, you're definitely well, you're definitely going to have offensive tackles right. right there available to you, or you could trade back. Right, but you but could that's, trade back that's a couple what I'm of saying. spots because of four quarterbacks in the top ten. Which the I don't question know. is: is do people get, have a hankering for um, Smith and Jigba now? Jordan Addison, you know, at the wide receiver spots. Yeah. 
I don't I don't I don't have that I don't have that much of a hankering for them. I'm just saying somebody might. And 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 certainly cuz we want skill people. Right. We want skill people. Yeah. Uh, NFL teams want skill people. Yeah. So you may be staring at a section of the draft where if somebody wants to come from 19 or 18 you could still get one of those good offensive linemen, pick up another pick, yep. preferably a second day pick this year. Yep. I would want it early in the second round, so my boy Schmitz doesn't fall too far. So I could get, I could get one of those offensive tackles. I could get a starting offensive tackle. I could get a starting center. Wait, who do you want? John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, who met with the Commanders. Yes, he did over the weekend. When the quarterback says hut, he'll snap the ball to his butt, and Sam will be able to throw it down the field. La, 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 la. How about that? You'll have that freestyle right off. That's the most When the quarterback says two, he'll snap it to his butt, and throw it down the field, and we'll win the game. That's exactly what happens. I don't know if it's more. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz. I don't know if it's more warp that Pete can actually bust out a uh, what what do you call that? A, a rhyme, not a freestyle. A freestyle free rap rhyme, whatever. The quarterback says, "Hut or He'll snap it to his butt." That somehow, some way, in my warped mind, as soon as I heard you talk like a month ago about what's his real name, John Michael Schmitz, mm-hmm. that the first thing I thought of was John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz. I don't know what's more messed up. I probably both, but I would say that I'm at least part mostly responsible because if I didn't plant that seed in your mind, we wouldn't have just had that excellent freestyle ramp about our guy, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. I mean, it's not impossible, Chris. You come out of this draft, and again, what do we talk about? Think about this. You would be startlingly young at quarterback, center, and one of your tackle positions. I'm okay with that. How great is that? I want people that can move. I want people that are guess athletic what? You still, and people you gotta that are pay, not breaking down. you got to pay some other important people. I this is Look, I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm in the Andrew Brandt master class, the yep. roster building here. I understand. Yep. Okay? It's, it's, I think it's very, very possible. You're going to have to pay two of your defensive linemen yeah. and, your very safe, and your starting safety in Cam Very Curl. possible to get this done and get it done right if they draft correctly coming up this year. 301-230-0980. We'll get some of your thoughts next here. Let you be a participant in the show. Dumb Dumb of the Day is 25 minutes away right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free in the Odyssey app. Shout out to our guy, Big Tone, recovering from surgery. He only tore the tricep four inches off the bone. That's all. Four inches. That's a tough, tough dude right there. It's painful as hell is what that is. Jeez, I mean, that's like, uh, you can, in football, I, I believe, I believe I have this right. You can tear your biceps, which is like, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. the, the front of your your you know, arm muscle, for lack of a better term. And you can play through it and you can recover and maybe not be out for the season. If you tear your triceps, I don't know what the difference is between biceps and triceps. Well, one's the back of your arm, the other one's the front of your arm. But I don't know why one is like, like automatically your season is done. And one is 
if you tear your biceps, why you can return and why you can play through it. I'm not sure. I'm not a not smart enough with that, but I've covered, you know, like Stephen Bowen, I remember one time mm-hmm. tore his bicep, but he was able to return after a couple of weeks, but he was never, ever, ever the same after that, if you remember Big Steve Bow mm-hmm. uh, back in the 2012-2013 range. All right, 301 Also, shout out to our guy, Russ, uh, Ross, rather, who's out there uh, running some errands this morning, and I'm jealous. He started the morning at Denny's. Moons over my hammy. I mean, another great breakfast products. Ross and his family have been through a lot. We keep uh, them in our thoughts and all that. Um, uh, you know, and 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 wish them the very best. If you can, if you can start off your morning with a good breakfast, you're doing, you, you know, right. you're doing it right. Let's go to the lines. Listener lines. Our family is there. Sabah had a tough weekend. What's up, Sabah? Uh, hang on a second. Okay, there she Hey, guys. Oof, I tell you, that's a two-hour wait, but it was worth it. It's like watching a nice movie you guys chat. It's like the DMV. Getting through the Russell Letter, it's like the DMV. Yeah, Sabah travels a lot, but she doesn't have DMV traffic uh, all the time. (laughs) No, 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 no. We just want to give you... That was the worst. Yeah, we oh just want God. to give you a taste of, of like, you know, our community. I would anyway. live there. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, March Madness ended up being March Sadness, as you well know, Pete. I'm not over it. Up to 12 seconds to go. There is no backcourt on an inbound. You can go backcourt. And even if you caught the ball before and then your momentum, that's still allowed. Or if the person deflects the ball, that's again allowed. All three of those things happen. And when I'm talking about the foul. They purposely fouled and not called. Well, I think so the I'm ref. I think the ref missed two things on the video you sent me. Yeah, missed the deflection yeah. and missed the foul. Yeah. Yes, so. and it's not backcourt. You can't go backcourt on inbound. You're allowed to go backcourt on inbound. That's the rule. Yeah, but it, right, I, I understand what you're saying. So even if she touched the foot on the line, who cares? You don't go backcourt on an inbound. Correct. I understand what you're saying, but they oh. missed the foul and the deflection. Yes, and a bad backcourt. So, anyway, they ended up, as you know, they got the ball, hit a three, and, you know, we came down from 13 with nine seconds, nine minutes to go, and up two with 12 with the ball. 99 things could have happened, and the one thing that happened was like the Redskins in the last 25 years. Same thing. We didn't vent ways to lose. I'm, I'm so frustrated, but I'm proud, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to get over this anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> let's get the football. Let's get to football, you know. They had a good season, and they're going to get a ring for a championship. So, that's you know, I'm good with that. But uh, anyhow, um, do not take Richardson, please. What are y'all doing? Uh, I'm, like Doc says, why do y'all care about these underwear Olympics or whatever he calls them? Look at the tape. Look at the film. He had one good game against Utah uh, during Utah. That's it. The guy, I don't care if he can make flips or jump. Okay, he, it's not basketball, and he's not playing linebacker or whatever. I mean, you know, I want a guy who can read a defense, who can make accurate throws and throws it to the right guy. I mean, you're, you're criticizing Levis for throwing it to the wrong guy, even though he's great arm. Well, this guy can't even throw it to his guy, let alone the wrong guy. Well, I mean, so let, that's, I and not, Sabah, that's why I said the tape, yeah. the tape on yeah. him is going to really make personnel departments, you know, do a lot of thinking here. And the combine shouldn't mean anything. The combine should not mean anything. You know what I would do? I would go after these XFL guys. To me, that's more like football than college because at least you're playing against pros. I would take from there. I think that should be where you recruit people from. Uh, I don't know. Sabah, we've seen Sabah, we've seen we've mm-hmm. seen Danucci in the pros. He sucked. You know, well, Tayamu Tayamu, you know, hasn't busted a grape in the pros. Paxton I'm Lynch is already college, pa- go to the XFL pa- first. That's what I'm saying. 
Well, and I then mean, come to the NFL. That's how it should be, like the minor league baseball. Well, I mean, that's the that's that's part of it. But I mean, you know, you, Mahomes sat for a year, and and now looks like he's one of the greatest of all time. So give Howell a chance. Please don't draft the quarterback. Please go uh, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Do not draft the quarterback. I beg the former Redskins. Please don't do we, it. That's we are in agreement on that. So Thanks, guys. Appreciate, appreciate you. you. Yep. Thanks, about. Let's go to line two, Jefferson Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Congrats on the free Duncan, Pete. That's a good way to start the week. It was a very nice way to start the day. The only thing Will Levis is going to accomplish in the NFL is to get the GM that drafted him fired. That's it. That's pretty strong. I mean, mean, listen, but but on a serious note, and and again, I don't know Will Levis as as much as you two guys, if if you draft him twentieth, just for argument's sake, right? He he falls all the way down because of Richardson's ascent, because of other things, because people are unsure of his tape. Da 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 da. You draft him twentieth. It's almost like, you know, you, you're just you're drafting a guy with with upside, physical tools, and it's almost like what they do in the NBA. If you're drafting out of the top five, you're pretty much guaranteed. You know, you're taking a shot. You're taking a high ceiling guy. That maybe hits and probably won't, right? As I'm long as you don't trade I'm up for Pete. Will Levis. Yeah, I'm with Pete. Anybody who talks that much, it, he he knows he can't back it up. They're just guys like that just don't come along and succeed. It seems like to me. And for both him and Richardson, you know, neither one of them played Alabama. They both played Georgia. People are going to watch the film of how they did against the Georgia defense. And I I know neither one of them played well against Georgia. So you know, we'll wait and see. Uh, you can't judge any draft until after five years. So, but uh, the combine, you know, the Georgia guys didn't do anything that anybody didn't expect. Um, that guy from USC who unfortunately blew out his ACL, Pete, man, I'd love to steal him in the seventh round and see if he might be able to rehab that thing. Uh, the question is, is could he, I mean, at seven or eight months, you're talking about a timeline that, I think, again, third day, yes, because the tape on him is terrific. So we'll see. Yeah, and I also, you know, if there's ever a year to be picking 28 and not need a quarterback, a wide receiver, or anybody um, of skill position value, I'll tell you, if, if Nolan Smith or Washington or um, a couple other guys are sitting there at 28, the Bengals are going to be sitting pretty getting a guy on a, a five-year contract with the fifth-year option. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I, I think, I think Nolan Smith, all he, you know, all his combine stuff did was back up uh, what you see on tape when he was healthy this year. And obviously, I think that was the encouraging thing to teams was is he does look like a healthy football player now. So I think his yeah. stock is going to rise uh, a little bit. So we'll see. Yep. Well, have a good day, guys. Appreciate Thanks, you. Jeff. Let's go to our man Chris in Hyattsville. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? I thought you forgot about me, man. No, well, we tried. You guys are enjoying each other's company so much, you forgot about the caller. Yeah, we we, um, we tried to forget about you, it's Chris. Russell, but... hey, hey, Chris, just a reminder, it's Russell and Medhurst. It's not the caller show. <laughs> yeah. Okay?
Um, that that's listen, not what Chris wanted to hear. Nine, nine to twelve today. It's the callers. That, that's not what Chris wanted Matt, to hear. Chris Matt, want, Matt just starts arbitrarily punching up the telos and putting callers on the air. Chris wanted a breakdown of Alex. Uh, what, what's his uh, the, the the center fielder? Call? Yeah, Alex Call him. Alex Call by the way having a hell of a spring training for the Nationals I, that, so far. That, that's why I said I said that's why he wanted a breakdown and I forgot his name. <laughs> So listen, I know that I don't think either. Well, I, I know Pete's not going to like this, but I maybe Russ might. Uh, the reason why these other leagues, XFL, USFL, are never going to be what they could be and probably what they should be is because the NFL and big time college football doesn't want them to be successful. The NFL has a free, unpaid developmental league in the football championship series or bowl series, whatever the heck it's called, uh, the top 25 programs in college. If you, if these other leagues become a viable option for high school athletes or other uh, athletes that don't want to go to college, which I think is their right. And they should do because college football, big time college football is a joke. It's all uh, couched in, in this false premise that they are student athletes that are, uh, you know, a part of the campus and the culture when really they are professional, semi-professional athletes. Uh, the fact that it's the number two most popular televised sport in the United States is ridiculous because they, again, they are amateurs, most of them not good enough to be in the pros. So I don't know what the appeal is, but anyway, the NFL doesn't want to fork up the cost because they already have a free developmental league. So why would they, uh, promote these other uh, organizations unless they had their own uh, hand in it and could make money off of it. I mean, look again, I mean, every, like Chris, we've seen so many adorations of this since the world football league, you know, in the mid seventies. Okay. Football is such a popular product that everybody's, Oh, you know, we will just put more football players on the field and everybody will like it. Well, people are not stupid. Well, people, people buy, the best product, Chris, but what do they buy less of? The generic product. Okay? We buy Coca-Cola. We don't buy cola when you go to the store. So, you know, that's... I, I think you're underestimating, though, that there is... There is a, the, the appeal of college football is, the, is both regional, geographic, and, and also someone's personal pride in their alma mater. Well, absolutely. There's, there's no doubt away, about that. What, if, what do we if, have? If you take that away, nobody is going to watch it. Because if, if, let's say, college football went away, its current form went away, and we had a, an entirely developmental league in the NFL, people wouldn't watch it. People don't watch the G League. People don't watch minor league baseball. They don't watch the AHL. Why? Because it's not the big league. No, you're right. I mean, we're, we're not Chris, college Chris, athletics. ABC is of their own personal. ABC is not paying seventy million dollars. You know, seven hundred million dollars to to televise Salisbury versus Rowan. That's it's, it's exactly right. No, they're not. That, that that's exactly right. Your point is is well made there, but because because Georgia, Alabama, have alumni bases that are gigantic. Birmingham's the number one market in college football every single freaking weekend. Um, I mean, even this, school, look, Central Florida, point. Central Florida's brand is taken off, Chris, because they have 60,000 students currently going to the school. So I agree, I agree with you, Pete, but this is my point. 
if you took those guys and, and instead of calling them Alabama, um, you know, Alabama football players or the Crimson Tide and called them DC defenders, nobody would watch because they're not the pros. 100%. In the same way that nobody watches, nobody watches the, the, the developmental basketball league. Nobody watches minor league baseball. It's the, it's the theater of college that makes it compelling, and that's it. That's a good point. Appreciate you, Hoss. Let's go to Robert in Annapolis. Final call today. What's up, Robert? Uh, good morning. Maybe I misunderstood, Pete, but when you referenced PMV, I thought you were talking about the Department of Motor Vehicles. That's what I was – That's. Uh, I think yes. Russell missed that. You'll have to explain that one later. Anyhow, I actually wanted to comment on Silver Convention from last week. Did you know that Fly Robin Fly was the CBS uh, NBA Game of the Week? Back in the 70s, I know you guys were mere lads, but that was the music that they played, that instrumental portion of that. When they had their weekend, whether it was Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember, Game of the Week, they would play, use that, that <laughs> music piece. Now, your, your bonus question is, what was their follow-up that used essentially the same music with a one-word phrase? That's a great Three. question because I I I thought they were basically a one hit wonder. No, they had at least one of their get up and boogie. Oh, that's right. Yes, there you go. Yes. Now I do have a football question. Let's close out Good with a call. football question. Good call. Should the should the Commanders have any interest in conversing or pursuing or talking to? Jameis Winston. I know he's under contract, but I suspect they're going to get yeah. him out of that. Or yeah, we talked about this about an hour okay, ago. But I you're, you're right. You're right on. Pete mentioned Jameis Winston certainly as an option. Andy Dalton is a free agent. Jameis is not. Uh, Jameis, they can save a bunch of money. They need a bunch of money, especially with signing uh, Derek Carr. So that makes right. all the sense in the world. I have no idea what Eric Bieniemy's thoughts on Jameis Winston should or Andy should Dalton. The commanders, should the commanders have any interest in Jameis Winston? Yes. I'm not saying he should or shouldn't. Okay, yes. there you go. Interest, yes. Okay. But what exact kind of interest? That I don't know. I'm not signing him to a three-year deal, I can tell you that. No, but Thank you know you. what, though? I think Jameis at this point understands that his long-term existence in this league is, A, starting as a backup, and mm-hmm. then, hey, if somebody gets hurt, you do have a guy capable of starting, mm-hmm. making plays, and not necessarily being you know, a neophyte quarterback that could help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know that, but that is his long-term existence going forward. Who would you rather have as a backup? Before we get to the trending, Jameis Winston or Carson Wentz? Oh, well, I mean, Jameis Winston times 150,000. Chris Russell Carson Wentz with the correct answer. Who was apparently like moping around in Indianapolis on Saturday night, having Ian Rappaport carry his water, saying, oh, he's open to lots of different scenarios. Here, how about this scenario? It's either be a backup quarterback with no guarantee of playing and making a million and a half dollars, or hit the bricks, pal. That's the scenario. There ain't no multiple scenarios here. There's one scenario for Carson Wentz. He'll be like Paxton Lynch and playing in the XFL. QB1. Carson Wentz quarterbacking your D.C. defenders. <laughs> 301. 230 Russell's dumb dumb of the day is coming up. But first, he'll tell us what's trending. All right, it appears that it is official. That team hasn't officially announced it, but Derek Carr just tweeted moments ago, 
Who dats with a gif of Tyron Matthew, his new teammate in New Orleans, celebrating with the crowd at midfield inside the Superdome? The New Orleans Saints have themselves a new quarterback. Derek Carr spent nine years with the Raiders in both Oakland and Las Vegas, was drafted by current Saints head coach, Dennis Allen. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones's agents, according to NFL Network, now traveling to Northern Jersey uh, to try and continue the progress that was apparently made over the weekend in Indianapolis in order to avoid using the franchise tag by tomorrow's 4 p.m. deadline. Of course, Deron Payne has already received that uh, tag from the Washington Commanders. The Vikings releasing leading tackler and linebacker Eric Kendricks. And on the John Morant situation, of course, he was suspended indefinitely or Forced to take a leave of absence. Head coach, uh, the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, if my computer could work uh, okay, but he is Taylor not. Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins, there you go. Just wanted to make sure I was not confusing him with Taylor Heineke. Uh, he said there is no definitive timeline for Morant to return. He's going to miss at least a couple of games. He's already missed one, still one more to go, but no definitive timeline saying, quote, we're taking this very seriously, end quote. And that's what's trending. Burgundy and gold today. Boys sitting out in the lobby waiting to come in and talk. My man, Doc Walker. Bruins, Pac-12 champions, Mick Cronin, UCLA. It's going to be a team you're going to want in your bracket a long way. I'm just telling you. El Doctor. A week from Thursdays when the NCAA tournament gets underway. Bruins, I think, are going a long way. It's an old team. It's got a lot of old pieces, guys that have been through the battles mm-hmm. before. So, depending on the bracket, of course. So, I don't think there's – the great thing is – there is not one dynamite team that stands out above the rest. I think knowing you, I think you're picking UCLA to win it all. A little early for that, Russell, but we'll tell people next week how to fill out that bracket and create some racket for themselves. I'm right just now, a shot. you create some racket for us by telling us who was a little dum dum. Mm. It's time for Dum Dum of the Day on Russell and Mentors. All righty. This guy has been the center of a dum-dum of the day not re- not too uh, long ago, like uh, right after the Super Bowl. Uh, Repeat Mahomes, performers. Mahomes. Oh. Mahomes. Hello, is anybody out there? Oh, yeah. No, not Patrick Mahomes. Once again, Dopey Jackson Mahomes, the 22-year-old brother of Patrick Mahomes, is in the news. So in the latest story over the weekend... He is now accused of assaulting a waiter and the owner of a restaurant in Overland Park, Kansas. According to the Kansas City Star, he apparently, allegedly, shoved a 19-year-old male waiter who reportedly had uh, has requested not to be named uh, in the incident. This occurred before, before he forcibly kissed Aspen Vaughn, the 40-year-old female owner of Aspen's Restaurant and Lounge. So get with me here, right? In Overland Park, Kansas, he's accused of assaulting a waiter and the owner of a restaurant. I don't know what exactly he did to the 19-year-old male waiter. He's accused of shoving her. I've seen the video of what he allegedly, I'll still say it like that, 
did to Aspen Vaughn, a 40-year-old female owner of the restaurant. He basically forcibly shoved his tongue down her throat. Whoa. This guy stinks. Okay. It's on video. It's on video. You can see it. Everyone has seen it. It's all over social media. He reportedly arrived at the restaurant on February 25th with a bunch of friends at 930. They reportedly went into the in an office in the basement and uh, and barred the entry to the waiter uh, who was uh, apparently attempting to grab his water bottle. They moved to a VIP room upstairs. They smelled marijuana coming out of that room, asked the party to stop smoking. Mahomes then went to speak to the owner privately about allegedly shoving the waiter, which he had already done, joined her in the basement office, and that's when he allegedly grabbed her neck. And he did so with enough force that it left a faint bruise. Of course, he's 6'6". She, the owner of the restaurant, said he forcibly kissed me. Jackson Mahomes is 6'6"? Wow. Yeah, he's like a string man. He forcibly kissed me out of nowhere, and I'm telling him, pushing him off, saying, what are you doing? And then he proceeded to do it two more times. And again, this is caught on video. Mm. This is caught on video. So anyway, long story short, this guy might not be dancing on TikTok or Sean Taylor's number 21 much longer. He might be dancing in the Kansas City jail. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Yeah, it's disappointing, man. Um, Look, and Patrick Mahomes, no matter whether Patrick... Uh, wants that unwanted publicity or not, he's going to be, it's going to, you know, essentially, um, you know, come in on him uh, a little bit here. Yeah. Like, I, I think you could see Patrick, even when in the after the Super Bowl, when Jackson ends up behind the yeah. board there in the camera, you could see Patrick kind of roll his eyes like, oh. His man, brother please. is an out-of-control maniac. Yeah, they that's need what to he go, is. Just needs to go away at this point. We have to go away because our time is up today. We're back tomorrow at 9. Everything is fine because Burgundy and Gold today is coming your way next right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.